Welcome to the Ultimate Coach Podcast, Conversations from Being, inspired by the book, The Ultimate Coach, written by Amy Hardison and Alan Thompson. Join us each week with the intention of expanding your state of being, and your experience will be remarkable. Remember, this is a podcast about being. It is a podcast about you. To explore more deeply, visit theultimatecoachbook.com. Now, enjoy today's conversation from B. The Ultimate Coach book has really touched hearts and lives all over the world. My name is Philip Bartu, and today we are going to Dortmund, Germany, to speak to a very special man by the name of Andrea Buren. Andrea, welcome, and great to have you here with me today. Hi, Philip. Thank you for having me. Andrea, I'm going to start just by asking you, how is it out of, how did that, how did that happen? You are an engineer and just how did the ultimate coach book end up in your hands? Mm, what a great question. So the short version of it is that I've been always interested in personal development since I've been 18 years old and yeah, I've been passionate about personal development, recreating your reality and reinventing yourself. It's always something that I was fascinated with since I was a teenager. And I can really pinpoint the starting point of that journey. So in uh, television, there was um, uh, um, a show called uh, MTV Mate on, on MTV music television and did you say mtv mate mtv mate yes okay mtv mate yeah and it was a show about people who wanted to reinvent part of their lives and it was so amazing to watch these people and it really inspired me it told me how you can change your life and it was um, really the starting point and i got into um Person development and dating because I was more of a shy person, really introverted. And um, yeah, that's how I got into all of them, these topics like success, inspiration, personal fulfillment. And in 2014, I got introduced to Brian Johnson, the founder of. Uh, a company called Optimize Me, and he is also the uh, founder of Philosophers Philosophers Notes, um, a book summary company. And he mentioned that he was coached by Steve Chandler and Steve Hardison, and that's how I got introduced to Steve Hardison. And I think it was 2016, and I followed him on Facebook and was just so captivated by his presence and his way of being and his Facebook posts. And I was like, wow, who is this guy? So interesting. And um, yeah, I just kept in touch uh, with him and <laughs> stalked him, so to speak, on, on Facebook. And I think it was 2021 or 2020 when he announced that a book about him 
is being written by Alan D. Thompson and his wife, Amy Hardison. And um, that's how I got introduced to the book. So what happened? You just ordered the book and it showed up on your in your mailbox one day? Well, not really. So people could get um, an early copy of the book. Um, okay. And it was handed out to, I think, 250 people. I'm not really sure about the number, but uh, it was really something that I was interested in. And at the same time, I really felt, don't get this early copy. Prepare yourself for this book. Because there was a special post by Steve that he posted on the 16th of September. And um, the posts were the questions that later became the back cover of the book. And I really made a commitment to myself. I said to myself, okay, you're going to be with, this, with these questions and you're going to absorb them. You're going to be with them until the whole book is complete and finished and ready to be ordered on Amazon. And I said, said to myself, okay, you're going to do that. And when you're going to read this book, you're going to have a life-changing transformation. And that's what I did. So you already created the transformation and that possibility as a way of being through reading the book. Was, was there, what, it, what happened for you to say, I'm going to create that? How did that, how did it occur to you to do that? Hmm, great question. So I just knew that this book is absolutely powerful and it really came from a place of curiosity and also curiosity and a sense of urgency because I knew that my life wasn't really going the way that I intended it to be. Yeah. So I had a, like a recent breakup and I experienced um, a version of the dark night of the soul, so to speak. So I just really knew, okay, I am ready for this book. And I, as you said, I created my experience of the book and I said to myself, okay, you're going to be with these questions for like 60 days, something like that, before you open the book and you're going to read the book from this place and the state of being, of being Whoa. absolutely open. And hang, hang, hang on a sec. Let me just slow that down. You just said that you read the back of the book and you spent 60 days just being with the back of the book. Is that what yes. you're saying? Yes. I'm just going to take that in. So what did that look like? Did you every day connect to those questions for 60 days? Yes. This is how it looked like. So I really took one of these questions and uh, made it like the question of the day, so to speak. And I, I went with it when I was on walks. I was pounding on this question, pondering upon it. And I was writing down my answers. And then there were more answers to the questions. And I went on a vacation in Fuerteventuras uh, in Spain. And... Um, I was yeah. with these questions there at the beach, yeah, and it was absolutely <laughs> wow. amazing. Wow. wow, that's amazing! So I'm just going to slow down. And I'm going to ask you, and, and just kind of like, I just I, it occurs to me to ask you a question because mm -hmm. it 
when you picked up the book, you weren't really fully in love with yourself and with life, were you? Yes, that's true. So, so if we just, just to give um, an insight into how you were experiencing these questions and how you were really um, being with these questions, what occurs to you now when I ask you, who would I need to be to be fully in love with myself and with life? Hmm. Isn't it interesting that I would answer this question now differently than I would have answered it back then? So who would I need to be to be fully in love with myself and with my life? And the answer to that would be just be me <laughs> to express myself yeah. fully and this just um, to to fast forward a little bit, this is exactly what has happened for me. I'm just feeling so comfortable with myself and yeah, yeah, I'm just expressing myself more and more. So what was getting in the way of you just being you, being so comfortable in your own skin, being so self-expressed? What was getting in the way? Mm. What did you see? What was getting in the way? Yeah. Was like what was hindering me? Yeah, what was stopping you? Myself? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Mm, well, a lot of thoughts, a lot of mm, past experiences, and I really created myself as being stuck in life. Right. And when I when you create yourself being stuck in life, you can't really move forward, right? Right. Were you aware though that you were creating yourself? Probably not. No. You just thought, this is it. I'm stuck. Yes. And, and, so, <laughs> and so at some point you had to face that there was another possibility. Yes. How, how, how was that to, how was that experience for you? How did that, what, what was uncovered? And are you willing to share a little bit more about that journey? Sure, sure. So interestingly, this is just something that I can see in, in, in retrospect. It wasn't really that I was aware, okay, I'm stuck and I have to be unstuck. This wasn't it at all. It was more like, mm, okay, X, Y, Z and Z in my life is not really working. I am committed to change. What do I have to do? Okay, I'm going to do that. And through the actions, through through doing this, I recreated myself in my state of being. I wasn't then Andreas Buren. I was just action. And it's really interesting because it's really something that I, I noticed. Yeah. And I also became part of the organization team for the London ex uh, edition of the Ultimate Experience. I really had to step into parts of my being and right. I had to alter my state of being and my personality in order to serve and to honor my commitment. Beautiful. Beautiful. So here's, here's what I'm hearing is that there was a commitment that was made first. Mm -hmm. And then after your commitment, you were someone that had to choose. Am I honoring my word or am I honoring my thoughts and feelings about what I want to do. Yes. And that, and that was what 
kept you in action. And that was what stopped you from stopping yourself and giving in to thoughts, feelings, and ideas or reasons and considerations around why you should or should not do something. Mm-hmm. That's, is that, is, would you say that's, that's, that's an accurate picture of, of what you're sharing? Yes, it's accurate. Because <laughs> it's 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 so it's so simple, um, and there's this distinction that's occurring to me right now, which is mm. around being unreasonable. Have you heard that? No. Being unreasonable. Well, what does that mean to you? What it means to me? To yeah, when you hear to be unreasonable, mm. to dare, to dream big, to go for it, and to really disregard all the limitations and the thought process that are within you that might stop you. That's yeah. what I would say. <laughs> yeah, so when I, when I was reading the book, and I, I'm, I was just looking at it now, and I'm hmm. reading the sentence, who would I need to be to live the most extraordinary life I can live? Hmm. And what occurs to me is to be unreasonable and um what i want what i mean by that is in any given moment i'm either honoring my word or my reason ah you see that mm-hmm. and so for me it's a it's allows me to see that i'm at choice am i honoring my word am i doing what i said i was going to do especially what i tell myself i'm going to do or am i doing Am I giving in to the reasons and considerations I have around why I should or should not do something? Mm-hmm. And you know how powerful that is as a way to stay on the path, to stay in action, and to not deviate, and to, <laughs> and to not, you know, like even before, you know, coming in this call with you, Andreas, oh my God, I don't know what happened. There was about, there was like, oh, I don't know if I really feel like it uh, all of that stuff was coming up for me and mm-hmm. um and what's amazing is is immediately when i just i i was just present to that you know i wasn't like trying to pump myself or talk myself or motivate myself or or i need to it's not like i need to push through it it sounds like pushing through and it's really not pushing through it's when resistance shows up, like it did about an hour before our call, and there was a temptation to reschedule or the temptation to, to make that mean something, I am no longer being unreasonable. I am being reasonable. I am giving in to my reasons, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, oh, thank you so much for sharing that. Yeah. So what occurs to me is is just the power of um, of not caring about how you feel. Mm-hmm. And for me, this is also really important. It's like, it's not that I am pushing through because that doesn't work for me. Mm-hmm. But I felt resistance and I can just be with the resistance. So another thing is to just be with the resistance that shows up. And as I was, as I just was with it, it just kind of like felt really uncomfortable. And then I just kind of moved through it. And then I was like, oh, 
I wonder what we're going to explore together with Andreas. So I'm bringing this up because, hey, this is what's present for me right now, just fresh coming into our conversation. Mm-hmm. That's absolutely wonderful. I love it so much. Wow. Yes. Okay. So let's come back to your story. Okay. So you you said you spent six weeks being with the back of the book. You know, I have never heard that from anyone. I mean, that's extraordinary because you're setting yourself up with such a a deep level of understanding and and a commitment to the book. Um, so what happened after that? I'm really curious to hear more about that. The funny thing is that all kinds of miracles showed up because of that. So it's, it really sounds corny, I know, but I really got introduced to the right people, the right books, the right materials at the right time. So I was prepared for the ultimate coach book. So, for example, in, on Fortaventura, I read uh, Rafal's book, or and I also read the book of um, Jody, where I just hit sent. And it really resonated with me because it was so personal and really mirrored my experience with my recent breakup and where I was being in life. And it was really amazing. And when I, <laughs> when I opened the book, it was an absolutely wonderful experience. And I think I finished the book in... I think like one or two days. I'm not really sure about that. So which which book are you talking about now? Oh, The Ultimate Coach. Book. The Ultimate Coach. Okay, you read it in one or two days? Yes. Six, six, six weeks. Six <laughs> weeks on the back cover and then in two days you go through the whole book. <laughs> yes, but I, re- I, I, re- I reread it a second time and then I read it really about myself and all kinds of miracles showed up. And it was also the time when Eric Lawform created the Ultimate Coach Facebook group on the 7th of December. And now here's the kicker. From the 7th of December till the, I think it was 23rd of December, I had consecutive dreams about Steve Harrison, like every day. This is something that has never happened yeah. in my life before. They had a dream for such a long time about a person. And it, it was absolutely nuts. And I felt like, oh, my God, I can't really share this with anyone. Wow. And it was really a sign for me that my unconsciousness and my consciousness was prepared for this book and the teachings. And I can really remember like the first days in the group and how everybody enthusiastically shared about their experience of the book and it was um, a really great atmosphere and everyone was excited about the book and what they were learning about being and on the 26th of december i had a dream where i was in london in a conference room with anchors jane and i didn't i sort of new and Christian because we know all similar people from the three principles background. And on the 27th of December in the early morning, when I opened my laptop, I saw that Matt Smith has announced the ultimate 
experience in London. And I was like, oh my God, this is like the biggest nudge of the universe. You have to go to London and you have to do everything in your power to be there and to help him create the event. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So you, it was just so loud and clear for you. Yes. Wow. I really hear that. And I also want to say that um, there has been an amazing amount of people talking about how much you were such a source of encouragement and care and love for so many people in the creation of that event. Thank you. Yes. I really stepped into, into <laughs> more into my being. And yeah. This is maybe the point that I, 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 I want to mention is that yeah. I really stepped into my being and I let go so much of my image, my personality, so to speak. Yeah. I really focus on the commitment that everyone who would go to London will get the transformative yeah. experience they, they yeah. are signing up for. Yeah. And maybe it's more stepping out of everything that is not you. So it's more like <laughs> stepping out or, or unbeing, <laughs> yes. stripping away and then just uh, you being, yeah, you being Andreas Buren. Andreas, what else would you like to share with us today? Mm, what would I love to share with you? I would love to dive more into being with and being for somebody because I think this is just such a key to our experience of the group and how we connect with each other when we talk about being and when we share ourselves. And there are just countless amazing stories of the people who share their journey and their insights in the group. And we have so many great life events. And there's just such a power in really being with and being for the people who share their journey. And it's really like the question, how much value can you create for yourself and others in the group, in the events, in the meetings, and so on? Say that again. How much what? how much value you can create for yourself and others yeah. in the group. Because the, the learning opportunity is endless. There's just so much growth potential for all yeah. of us. So how would you how would you talk about that distinction what, for you? What's the difference between being with and being for? When you're being for somebody, then you're really this just putting away all of your judgments. You're just so full of love for, for this person and you're really cheering for them. So when somebody gives a speech or shares somebody in their life, you're really like sitting on your toes and really absorbing it all and you're really present with them. You're being with them. You're just totally present. You're not really distracted or having it like on another browser tab you're really being there. You're fully present. And when you are that, yeah. you can really be with somebody and get it. And Yeah, so, so what I'm hearing is when you can really be with someone, you can be for them. You can be a champion for them. You can be a source of, of acknowledgement, of encouragement, of possibility. Yes. And pe people feel seen, heard, 
Yes. And that's something that you've got to, uh, is that some, is, is that one of the things that has shifted for you in how you show up in conversations in your day-to-day life? Yes. It's really yeah. become a big focus for me because in our normal day-to-day lives, there's just, there are just so many distractions, yeah. right? It's true. I mean, for people who are like living just really busy, busy lives, mm. would you say that's that's the case for you? Are you someone who who's, who's just has a lot going on in your life? Yes, and at the same time, I I'm really conscious about creating yeah a, a space and time for for really focusing on what's present in front of me. So I, I just want to give you a short example. On Saturday, I was uh, at a concert, and it was a Nordic folk concert that has been postponed by two years because of the pandemic. And it was the most amazing concert I've ever been to in my life. And I've been really experienced just being with and being for the musicians who performed at the concert. It was absolutely breathtaking because I was just really there, and I really had this experience of taking the music inside of me and it's still play, it's still playing inside of me. And the same goes for the conversations that I have. Like yeah. the one that I have with you right now. Oh yeah. I can feel it. It's like music to my soul just listening to you <laughs> talk about that, Andreas. And it and it when you say it was the most amazing concert in my life, um, what occurs to me is that you were the most amazing listener in your yeah. life. Yes. <laughs> and the concert was just a fact. It was a it was a concert. Music was being played. But your ability to listen to it made it the most amazing concert. Mm-hmm. You know, a few weeks ago I went to see a concert with a mantra singer called Snatam Knauer. Mm. And she's one of those just beautiful, beautiful mantra singers. And um she's actually on the day before she got COVID. So it wasn't sure if this was going to happen or not, but she said that she's, she's going to show up. Now, something incredible happened on that day. She showed up, but she said that she's actually um, sick. She didn't say she had COVID, but she just said she was sick. And she said that she's not going to be able to sing, but all she can do is chant. And she's not going to be able to chant as loud as she usually can. But what she would like to do is request the help of everyone's here, everyone in the audience, to chant with her. And so together we can create a concert. And what was amazing was all of a sudden the concert was no longer about an audience and a stage. Everyone became a part of the concert. So a couple of things I I got to see there. Firstly is like, she showed up like she could have, there were so many reasons for her not to sing. Like it was hard for her. She, she, She was drinking so much tea. You could tell that it wasn't easy for her and her body was like, like her voice. She wasn't even able to sing properly, but she, just her stage presence, her willingness to show up. Everyone 
was being there for her. Everyone was being there for the possibility of this being a great concert. Everyone came together, sung together, and it was an outdoor event under a tent. It was a small, intimate concert. And I tell you what, it was, it was one of the most extraordinary experiences because of that, because of who she was being, how she showed up, and how everyone was being there for her. So I love, I love that you have made that distinction. Yes. And what a great example. <laughs> I know, right? Being with and being for someone, right? Yeah, yeah. Wow, yeah, that's beautiful. So you've been talking about, one of the things I heard you said is, oh, so many miracles. So many mm. miracles have come your way. What is a miracle for you? Wow, great question. Well, a miracle is not only something that is unexpected, but it also has like a um, supernatural quality to it. Mm. Supernatural. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So that's how I would describe it. Yeah. And so what I'm hearing in your story is at some point, supernatural events became a normal part of life mm. for you. Yes. And that carries through and is still true today. Yes. And especially in the time of the event in London, there were just like <laughs> so many unexpected things happen that are just really, um, how, how shall I say it? They were just like, you could, couldn't really uh, make them up or create yeah. them and think, okay, this is, this is just the way it's supposed to be. Like some of the circumstances and, and the odds were just so astronomically low for things to happen and they still happened. And these miracles, they were really um, like, like um, signals from the universe for me that I'm on the right path that I'm doing the right thing. And that, that's uh, what kept me inspired Wow. So to speak, yeah. yeah. So right now, what does it look like being on the right path and doing the right thing? What what does that mean to you? What does that look like? Being on the right path and doing the right thing. Hmm. There's really like this slower hum of the universe that directs me into the path that I am creating myself. What did you say? The slow hum. That's like a slow hum, like like when like a humming yeah. Like mm. Mm, so really, it's it's so subtle. It's like uh, yeah, when you, when you get a when you get a natural and it's really like coming every day and like in this small whispering voice. You have to do that. Mm -hmm. You have to do that. You have to do that. And it's it's really inspiring for me. Wow. It, is, is there something that um, correlates with what I shared with you for you in your life? Where you are feeling really no. inspired and nudged to do something. Everything, everything is, is, is really um, inspiring. I'll tell you, for me, the nudge happened on Monday. I've been 
So yeah, I've been coaching for eight years, Andreas. And uh, what happened is one of the things this book has given me access to is a way to fall in love more deeply with the possibility of a future. My coaching has been really around helping people get inner peace and well-being. And I knew that if you put anyone in front of me, like, uh, and I work with someone, like that's an outcome that I was really comfortable with. Something I would shy away from was more creating an outcome in the physical world. So when people come to me with projects and, and things they want to create in the physical world, there was inside of me a part of me that felt out of, well, actually I was scared. I was like, I was scared to make a promise mm -hmm. of a physical outcome because I didn't understand the power of creation to support that person to create what they want. Like mm -hmm. I didn't have the confidence to enroll someone into a possibility of a future that was a tangible outcome in their life. Mm -hmm. So I was always kind of stuck in the inner peace and well-being. Now it's a beautiful conversation and it's a it's 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 you know, I fell in love with with that way of coaching. And I also kind of fell out of love. And I just felt like there's there's something more I want to create. And I would see also sort of other coaches that would be able to really create um, big breakthroughs in what was possible in the physical world. And I always felt a sense of um, envy. And I always felt like, oh, I wish I could do that. And, um, and so <laughs> this is how I've shifted. My, my work has now been around using inner peace and well-being as a foundation to create something tangible and extraordinary. And the kind of clients that I have created, the kind of people that I get to work with are so inspiring, Andreas. I have so much love for them. I am such a stand being for them, for their creations and for their greatness. And I've never been so excited about coaching because now coaching is about creating the future. Yes. It's not about coaching is no longer about helping people become more resilient with what life throws at them, helping people access more of their well-being. Like I, it's kind of like, that's, that's a wonderful conversation. It's just no longer a wonderful conversation that I want to be a part of. Mm. Wow, this is really exciting. <laughs> yeah, so so yeah, it is. Yeah, that's been that's been just a real shift in, uh, yeah, in what's in in how I've um, in how I've shifted my whole um, coaching practice. Mm. And yeah, and I just want to kind of add something to that. Is you know, my I, I I often joke and say that my wife lives in slow motion. Because she really, really mm. is so, um, just so, she has just another pace. And I have to say, like, having slowed down as she's um, in her eight month of pregnancy right now, as we are having this conversation, we're, we're, yeah, she's in, 
we're expecting our first baby on the 15th of um, of August and we're in the eighth month of pregnancy. And so before she was slow, Andreas, now she's like super slow. Mm-hmm. And what that's created in me is also like a velocity shift. Like I also feel like I've really, really slowed down in a way that I feel like I'm actually living more in alignment with the speed of life. Amazing. And less in the fast lane. And kind of in this speed of life, everything is slow, but Mm. everything is loud and clear. Oh, I get goosebumps. And there's so much less to do. And there's so much more effectiveness in the doing that that gets Mm. done. Mm. Yes. And whatever I feel like there's a velocity in this moment, I'm like, that's that's cool. Like, I love to, you know, be inspired and in action and, and, you know, kind of getting really um, enthusiastic. Um, Sometimes I need to remind myself to to slow down again. And, you know, there's so much power I've been experiencing in, in just... In, in just slowing down and my wife has been such a gift for me to be honest with you it's been one of the things that has been the biggest trigger in my life has been mm-hmm. dealing with the velocity of my wife and now it's like the biggest gift and that to me is a miracle <laughs> <laughs> wow that's so great and i just hear so much conscious creation in what you shared with me that you're really creating with so much passion from your state of being. Thanks. Is that correct? Thank <laughs> you. Yeah, there's um yeah, I would I would say that I feel I feel the same is true for you. And I and I and I I feel that this conversation has just reminded me of that. And it has been really helpful for me to also remind myself of the power of slowing down because I'm noticing on, I think on Tuesday or it's Tuesday today. So a few days ago, I I got really busy and was really proud of myself because I went through the day feeling very focused and very like on top of things. And I got a lot of things checked off my to-do list. And if you would ask me, how are you? It's like, yeah, I'm very productive. But what, I, what I've noticed is the place I was coming from was I need to get this done. So I got everything done and I was happy to get it done, but it wasn't what was needed. Mm-hmm. I hadn't slowed down to really be present with what, what's needed now. I just jumped into my day and was like, got into action and just got really busy. And... um You know, when you send an email and you're busy Mm. and someone receives it and they receive it in the energy of busyness, it's almost like you wrap an email Mm. when you press send that email, whatever energy you're in comes with it. And when I can be really loving and of service and present, and I just write the email from that place. 
address, even if it's exactly the same words. It occurs to me that that email will have a different impact on the receiver. Yes. So it's very productive that I'm, if I'm able to send seven emails in half an hour. And at the same time, it occurs to me as very ineffective. If I'm not able to do it from a place of connection, love, and presence. Yes. And I've never articulated this in, in, in this way. And it does sound a little woohoo. And you know, um, I'm okay with that. Like, and this is a great reminder. Again, a great reminder for myself to, yeah, just to be present and to do everything with a sense of love and care and devotion. Mm. Mm. I really, so, I really heard that you slowed down and that you're then being in spirit and inspired. And yeah. Yeah. And you know, sometimes um, someone that um, I've been in contact with that I, I didn't hear back from him. And I noticed I had judgments about this person not honoring their word, this person not holding to their commitments. And when I was living in that judgment, um, oh, the way I would have responded would have been disastrous. <laughs> you know, mm. it's like, and I mean, when I say disastrous, it's, it's, it's a bit of a strong word. It's just very ineffective. And, um, you know, again, when, when, when we come back, slow down, get back into a space of service, mm. what comes up is curiosity gets like judgment gets replaced by curiosity and a whole new way of being can be recreated any moment. You can always recover. Like that's, that's also something that I've noticed. Like even at the times where I, I feel like, Oh yeah, I was, I was a little abrupt or, or, you know, I can always come back and I can always recover and I can mm. always start again. And I can always recreate a new possibility and a new future. And it's never this idea of you only get one chance to make a first impression. It creates so much pressure. It's like you get to make that first impression over and over and over again. <laughs> wow, it's so true, right? And it's one of these things that I also learned about being how we always create and how much we create, right? Not only our first impressions, but our whole way of being, our relationships, our past, present, future, and so on. It's so amazing. Mm. And one of the things that I heard when you were speaking is that when we really slow down and when we are really connected with what feels right for us, then we are ready to hear the voice of intuition. And then we create exactly the things that we yeah. need to and, create. And, and, and sometimes you hear the voice of intuition in the midst of complete noise. Yeah. Mm. Like it's, I, 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 would, I find that is true. And I don't want to make that a condition because I think the voice of intuition is always there. And it is sometimes shows up in the midst of a, 
of an anxiety attack or a panic attack or whatever, it can, it can always, the possibility of it being there and it being heard is always there. Mm. Yes. So Andreas, I feel like this is just a, a beautiful place for us to complete our time together today. Um, how do you feel? Yeah, let's do that. It feels great. Yeah, it feels, it feels, um, yeah. Is, is there anything that you still feel like you would like to share before we complete? Mm, not at the moment. <laughs> is there what? Not, not at the moment. Not at the moment. Okay. Well, for people that are listening and who would like to be in touch with you or get to know more about you and who you are and, and the, your way of being and your way of seeing the world and how can they be, how could, how could they get in touch with you? Well, I think one of the best ways would be to join the Ultimate Coach Facebook group and um, to search there for my name and then to connect with me in the Ultimate Coach Facebook group. Yes. And if someone doesn't have Facebook? Somebody does not have Facebook. That's a great question. Then you can find me on Instagram. It's Andreas X Buren. That's my username there. Okay, great. We're going to put those links in the show notes so people know how to connect and get in touch with you. And um, Andreas, it has been just such a... It's just been really relaxing, but also like really insightful. And it has helped me to remind myself about who I was, yeah, who I am being. And also to remind myself, like, I really love that you read the back cover and you just were with those questions for six weeks. And, you know, you've really inspired me to go back to the back of the book and to be with those questions and to uh, to kind of marinate in those and see what happens. So, yeah, if anyone else is listening and feels like they want to join in that, then I think it's a, it's a beautiful invitation. Andreas Buden, thank you so much for gifting us with your time today and for being here with me in this conversation. I've really enjoyed your presence, your sharings, and everything you brought today. It's been wonderful. Thank you so much. And to all the listeners, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for being here with us. And thank you for continuing to uh, to listen into the Ultimate Coach podcast. Have a beautiful day. Thank you for listening. If you know someone who would benefit from today's conversation, please share this podcast with them. Also, we invite you to visit theultimatecoachbook.com so you can continue your personal exploration of being. There you will find links to join our wonderful community, get your own copy of The Ultimate Coach Book, and more. Simply go now to www.theultimatecoachbook.com. That's www.theultimatecoachbook.com. The link is also available in the show notes. We appreciate your support. Be blessed. Be you.